back with the original. We're back with the original lead. You know how it is. Joe Breezy. Joe Breezy. Um, But yeah, welcome back to the DMP podcast. Um, So back here with your favourite shit chatters. Me, myself, Derek. Got Callum. Over there. Mal over here. Marley Mal. Wally Wall. (laughs) You know, doing his thing. Um, Yeah. Interesting week in the NBA this week. Uh, But... On the group chats, Wale was throwing out some indirects and certain to certain man. So I will allow you the space to, to talk your talk, my brother. Off the bat. I don't even need to talk my talk, man. The talk has already been talking, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um as I said, we just need to go back in the records. We started this whole podcast series of this basketball season. With a lot of slander coming from from Derek regarding uh, my guy I was Russell. Say, you paused a little too long though, you paused. No, so there's only two options and Callum <laughs> loves Russell Westbrook. So <laughs> my guy, he's my guy. I just got an email from work that distracted me. I'm so sorry. But yeah, back to Dale, isn't it? He started the season all fire and brimstone. Yo, Russell Westbrook is done out here. My man yeah, is finished. He can't shoot. He's a detriment to the team and therefore the league as a whole. He should not be playing basketball where he's <laughs> That's what we were hearing, didn't it? Man was, man was coming to everything, bro. Laying it down, bro. Then Marmite. He was going in. But obviously, look at your boy now. On course to break the record for triple doubles. All time. Going to beat your boy Oscar Robertson. Holding up the Wizards. Come on. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. What are your thoughts? So, Did you see this coming? Okay, so firstly... you surprised. Firstly, I need I need to, to we need to get something straight. Your remixing skills are fabulous. Like you hear one word and then you remix it into twenty five different versions of the truth. That's so. Let's get the version of the truth. That you said real. what you said. I said that Russell Westbrook is gonna be someone that puts up good stats, but he's never gonna get his team to do anything serious. And I don't think that's changed. What's what? serious to you? Is it a championship? Serious to me is at least looking like you're going to win a playoff get a playoff uh, series. Looking like you're actually you going to win one. You don't think they're going to get through first round of playoffs? Wait, so okay, firstly, uh, let's, <laughs> let, 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 let's let's breathe. Let's all take a breather here. Can you? Can everybody look at the, the standings in the East and look at which teams the Wizards are above? They're above the Magic who have basically sold all their players and their bottom. They're above the Cavs. They're above the Pistons. So, and, and the only team who aren't a part of this trash bag are the, are the Raptors. And the Raptors are playing away every single week, have had COVID ravaging their team. Like, so because they're better than that, those four teams, we should now declare Russell Westbrook on top and... We're gonna do the the too small the LeBron dance, yeah. Come on, man. But I think that's the difference. Like you're talking about it from a team team's statistical point of view, whereas Russell Westbrook is an individual and not a team. Yes, okay, he does carry a team, and he is arguably the face of the team, and the team's gonna have varying successes depending on his performance. But you're talking about a team's performance as opposed to him. I'm not saying I never said that Russell Westbrook won't put up numbers. I said his he will never have his team doing doing anything serious. I don't know. You may be you may be trying to be a bit specific with the words you said and may not have said. I mean, we can come back to that, but the general vibe we got. Have we got you it's just because no, you we got a VAR check well, in it. Matter, the general so, vibe we got over here and through the internet, you know what I mean? It's like right, yo, so Russell Westbrook matter. is finished. Yo, the Bradley Bill, get him out of there. <laughs> free Bradley yeah, Bill. Free, I still Yo. say free Bradley Bill. Do you think? Okay, Russell so Westbrook the... is better than Bradley Bill. Agreed. Do you know what? Okay, do you know what? I was I, I, I was a bit shocked at that statement, but Russell Westbrook has done a little bit more than Bradley Bill. But Everything. in saying that, in saying that, in saying that, Russell Westbrook, so 
actually, I'll bring up something my uh, one of my friends said when they listened to the podcast. When you were adamant, this guy's a championship. T- he's a championship guy. We're disrespecting Russell Westbrook. Oh my God! I never, I never said he was a championship player. He's a championship player. He's a championship player. This guy has never like he can never be the first, but he can never be the, the best player in a championship team. And he never has been. And he never has been. He never has been. Even at his peak, who was the best player in the team that he was in? Was it him or KD? Well, it's debatable. Obviously, like, I don't think KD would say Westbrook. I don't think he was KD at that point was a better player. But Westbrook was still the engine of the given team. The ball's in his hands all the time. KD doesn't want the ball in his hands. you got to have a guy like Westbrook. Russell Westbrook needs the ball in his hands for, let's say, 10 seconds. KD needs the ball in his hands, release, boom, couple of seconds. You got more points. Different types of player, different re- different realities. I don't think you can necessarily wait. If you're gonna, league, if, we if can't you're win gonna, a championship with just KD. Say, if you're you gonna can't say, win a championship with just oh, that's KD. Like yeah. the same, that's like saying <laughs> anything. Look, if we're gonna say if the if your argument is set on the fact that you believe that Russell Westbrook and KD were at the same level, then I don't know if we should carry on discussing that. Right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're still disrespecting Russell Westbrook by having this conversation. By saying that he's a I decent player, who, Scott, Scott, just admit it, yo. Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest of our time, of your time. But this is just it. To, so, I just want to hear you say it, yo. Russell Westbrook, I disrespected you. I'm You're not doing bits say. right now. I thought the Wizards were, were going to be done out. We started the season saying, yo, get Bradley Bill out of here. We should have been saying, yo, get Russell Westbrook out of there. That's what we should have been saying. That's what I want you to say. Oh, let, let, let's break it down into individual attributes. Who in the last <laughs> shaking his head. Honestly, bro. if, if we had visuals right now, than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Pardon, say that again. Who has been more athletic than Russell Westbrook in the last couple of years, or like in the career? I would say John Morant has the chance to be as, if not more, athletic. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is athletic. What are we talk like? What are I mean, we talking yeah, about? Little, I don't know if that's a question we need to be asking. I mean, this. Do we need to respect Russell Westbrook more than we have been? That's that's the, that's the main question. Because I mean, we know what Russell Westbrook is. We know what he offers. Like it's it's, it's been spoken about time and time again. Like we know who he is, isn't it? But certain man said he fell off in a way that. Do you know was, what, okay, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Okay. No, 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 no. Do you know what it is? Sometimes, and I'll admit to this. Sometimes, the the amount that someone is getting paid makes you look at them in a bad light. And Russell Westbrook is getting paid. I think he's like the second highest earner in the league. If not, like he's in the top two, top three. So, and if I look at him in terms of his position in the league, I don't think he's top 20. So for him to be in that situation. Wow. Whoa. Then... It's not to say that Russell Westbrook's not good. Russell Westbrook is a good player. Julius Randle was a good player. Like, but there's levels. And Russell Westbrook is... Not at that level. Russell can Westbrook. Me, can, you, can you give me twenty players that perform better than Russell Westbrook this season? Rudy Gobert. Okay, uh, Donovan uh, Mitchell. Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell. Steph Curry. I just might start the list with Rudy Gobert. You might be exactly. on the list, but you can't start exactly. with Rudy Gobert. That's, that's a, that, but that's my point. My point was to start with Rudy Gobert because that's the level that Russell Westbrook is below right now. So, but you're saying right now? Would you say that he has? Yeah, right now. This season. Level? There's 20 it's better players than Russell Westbrook. And Rudy Gobert is the first person that this Yes, season. yes. <laughs> My we should be one, it? You think Russell Westbrook's in the top 20 in the in the league? Performance-wise, yeah, probably this season. Oh yeah, performance-wise, yeah. I could I could I could name you. So I you're gonna I say LeBron's in there, there, isn't it? And I'm gonna be like, okay. I'm gonna put it's the Bronny list. Yeah, of course. LeBron. So why you Russell Westbrook on your list based on performances this season? Based on, are we just saying based on pure performances? Because then we could put Julius Randle in there. I'm saying top 20 in the league right now. I think Julius Randle will probably be in there regardless right now. I mean, it well, is based I think, on... I think that's on, one season. I know, but that's what we're talking about, right? No, we're talking about who are the top 20 players right now in the league. Okay. We're not saying who are the 20 form players, who are the top 20. And I don't okay, believe... Russell Westbrook is still not in that... Top 20. In my opinion, no. Give me your top 20. Give me a hold. I'm gonna write it down. I can I literally like we can like let's not let's not take too much time out of the podcast. <laughs> I could go through yeah, really every, go there. 
If you go through every, <laughs> if you go through the, the top the top five teams in the East and top five teams in the West, I can I can get you two players from those teams or from most of those teams who will perform who I think are better than Russell Westbrook. I mean, we can give you a bit of time. You can come back to us at the end of the episode because this is not going to be twenty better, twenty players better than Russell Westbrook. That's going to be. Started, that can be the that can be the new thing. Instead of twenty five under twenty five, will be the twenty players better than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> He's better than Russell Westbrook at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you're saying is that you could beat Russell Westbrook one on one. Do you know what? If we're just shooting, I might. I might. Oh my god! Oh, anyway, talking about shooting, Steph Curry. Hey, segue. <laughs> Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> oh no, nah, Steph was magic. I, I watched them um, the game against the Celtics, and my god, that that guy, he was doing. I don't know if you saw it, Callum, but there was one shot where you know when someone jumps and um, the defender or you fake and the defender jumps. Yep. The defender jumped and then he put the, his his arm behind the defender. And then flicked it up, and then got a foul, but then also got the basket. It was, it was insane, and he was doing things like that all game. Like he's, stand by it. Again, I've said it before. Greatest shooter that's ever lived. Full stop. Like he's he's on a different planet. I, think I, would, I would go a step further and say he's got one of the nicest touches, as well. Like in the sense of that's to me. What you described, that motion is not a shot, but more of a touch, being able to adjust and release in a way that's like you didn't know you were going to do a couple seconds prior. And Nathan said that before, right? Like his shot is different. It's it's just, it's not normal. I mean, he's averaging like 39.9 points or something over his past four or five games. Bringing that back to that conversation we had about um, whether we see the next LeBron or the next Steph Curry. You guys hear a bit more of what I was saying. <laughs> so, so I wanted to. So I wanted to. So when you said that, I was like, let me, let me remember a conversation that this guy brought up. So you told us at the beginning of the season that the Golden State Warriors were going to lose seventy-two games. I know that's an exaggeration, but you said that we were going to lose a shitload of games. If this guy was the next coming of. Like, if this guy was the most unique player of his generation that was at that level, would you have said that sort of statement? Like, Bro, honestly, at the beginning of the season, Steph Curry was coming off an injury. Golden State Warriors have lost, like, all of their best players, pretty much, to injury at all, all trades. And the Golden State Warriors were playing guys with the number 99 on their jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks really, really, really bad. And Steph wasn't looking super amazing either at the beginning of the season. Oh, you wouldn't so say I was, I, was, I was anticipating a tanking season. That's what I was, I was anticipating. I was like, yo, it makes sense for them to just tank, go for the best draft, try and get someone in the free agent market next year and see what we go from from there. But obviously, like, um, Steph's been on the mad team. <laughs> my point is that if you, if I think, like, no matter what team LeBron's on, I like he's gonna be in the playoffs. I like I'm sure of it. So if you see a player like if you believe that somebody is at that level, you don't ever see them ever being below eight, nine, that's, ten. That's true. But first of all, we've had a lot more of LeBron than a lot and than Steph Curry. And second of all, like we've seen LeBron do it, and usually, usually he has some form of help. In most cases, in terms of his second man. So, like, Steph didn't have that this season. Like, we don't have a track record of Steph, like, coming through, like, adversity by himself and carrying a team like that. We don't have that track record. We don't have Steph. Come on. Do you realise that the Warriors... Come on, they don't, they don't pull out that face. Do you see Steph you, Curry? Do you remember the Warriors didn't just, like, get, they, didn't, they weren't a team that were brought together by trades. They were I a know, team they that had Clay Thompson top. as well, but Clay Thompson no, was there. No, but one thing, but my point is that they had to build up from being an average team to being good. So he took them to from average to good. Okay, and he was never at this level of usage or just straight up productivity that he's at right now. So yeah, we've you're, seen him. You're, you're that Steph Curry's in his prime right now. 
He's better than his prime. He's playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. Do you remember? Do you remember? Like last year, he went and got contact lenses. Remember, he was saying that he couldn't see properly. But when he went and got contact lenses, and since then, he's like he's now he's like I think this might be. I I I was worried that he might only have like two seasons left, but I think he's got three four seasons left if he's doing what he's doing now. Even if he drops off a little bit and he's instead of averaging 45 over a burst of games and he averages 30 plus, like he's got, I think his prime has got another three, four years. It's still just straight up impossible to stop certain guys. Like Steph is just one of those guys. Once they're going, but I also, <laughs> I also think like being a player like to the Steph Curry LeBron argument again, like being a player like Steph Curry is easier to sustain your prime. In the sense that LeBron is a very physical player. He likes to drive. He'll take lots of contact. Whereas for Steph Curry's prime, it's a different style of play. He'll shoot. He'll, like, he's not so contact. Um, he doesn't take so much contact. He's not pulling on his body. So, therefore, I do agree. I think Steph Curry will be in his prime longer. And, therefore, in his prime longer than LeBron. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about longer than LeBron, just because LeBron's a freak. And he's... LeBron's literally not human, but he's like these guys. Like Chris Paul, to be fair, Chris Paul's how what? How old was? Thirty seven. Give or take, yeah. So and Chris Paul's still got another two years left in him. So I don't see why Steph can't carry on going for another like uh, at least four years. I know. I mean, my I mean, I can see it happening as well. But that's Karen's point. My issue with Steph earlier this season was he looked a lot slower. So like he didn't quite have that first step or that burst like really make space for himself when it comes to like I don't know moving to make the pass or pulling back to make the shot. He wasn't really displaying that. So I was kind of concerned when I saw that. I was like, yeah, maybe he's finished, but it seems to have it back. Like it's actually that, amazing. That literally just be like not being game fit. He's been be. practice and it takes a couple games or whatever to actually get back into your actual game rhythm oh, shit, this guy's actually trying to defend me. It's not just my teammate in practice running out, tapping me on the shoulder, you know? Yeah, well, yeah I hear that, but, like, when I see Kyrie Irving, he's, I feel he's a similar type of player. His first game back, he went off. <laughs> yeah, but Steph, remember, Steph missed, his, missed the whole season last year. Yeah, yeah, so, there's that. So, like mm -hmm. I said, I didn't think he'd really get that, that spark back, that fast twitch kind of, that fast twitch uh, muscle reaction, you know what I mean? But um, it's back, in it? Shout yeah. out to Steph. Shout out to Big Steph. And then uh, one of the last performance that we wanted to quickly discuss, Julius Randle. Like, so I'm thinking, like, the way this guy is moving, if he can get the Knicks into the playoffs, like, definitely, I could see him getting All-NBA. He's, he's moving like a real, real talent. Like one of the, I would say he's probably definitely most improved player. This season. Oh, oh, Julian, best and most improved player of the season. Is that is that is it even close? There's a lot of really improved players this yeah, season. But, but he's taken the Knicks. The Knicks have gone from the worst team in the NBA to being a pretty solid playoff team. What looks like, and he's averaging almost a triple double. But I'm not sure if he's. I oh, know I like Julius Randle, wouldn't it? Like I've, I've really liked him since Laker days. I think he's he's one of my favorites out of that whole like Laker youth club that they had at, at the time. Mm. <laughs> that team, that team. If you brought that team together again now, like if, if you brought the Lakers trades from two thousand and like fourteen to two thousand eighteen, you'd have like Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo like Carl Kuzma still about. Yeah, bro, you'd have a few guys in it, but. I always like I always liked Randall because he was always very fucking productive, even at the Lakers. So I'm kind of hesitant to say he's the most improved because I'm not sure if he's improved the most like actual production and skill wise. Like yeah, his stats have gone up in terms of like rebounds and assists, but that also comes from like schematic around you, the coach. But I the things I would agree, but then it's the winning that takes it to a new level. He now, uh, yeah, he's yeah. now a winning player, and he's playing like forty plus minutes every game as well. Like he's, 
I don't see anyone else that's stepped up in that in that way. And I would even put him in the. I'm not saying that this is who he is now. You never know what what happens next season, but I'd put him in the All NBA conversation as well. No, Julius Randle's amazing, bro. Like I've always, always, always thought that Zion Williamson was just like a new version of Julius Randle. <laughs> but obviously, like Randle still got the other aspects to his game that um, Zion doesn't have yet. Man said, "Oh my days! What's that? What Julius Randle? Like Zion Williams is trying to copy Julius Randle, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Julius Randle posters on his uh, Randle region, bro. <laughs> oh man." Randall's so, always been mad powerful, bro. He, always, he can always get into a spot. Like, very nice player. Cool. So, enough about... So, whilst we're still on the East, actually... Let's right, shout out to the Knicks, by the way. Knicks are coming back. Doing a thing. Knicks, <laughs> hey, if they can avoid the Bucks, because I think right now they're, they're sixth, so they play the Bucks right now. But if they can get themselves up to fifth, maybe get themselves in a match with the Celtics or... Um, the Hawks, you never know, they could even win a playoff game. An individual game, no, 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 series, series, series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when is the last time they won a playoff game, anyway? I mean, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> but yeah, sticking to the east, the Brooklyn Nets. So, big, big news. Although I don't know how much it really changes the team, but uh, Lamarcus Aldridge retired. What were your, th- what were your thoughts on that, Callum? At first, I thought like uh, I believe that you and I both thought that it was a meme or a joke. Like when I, th- I believe that, um, Nathan shared it first in our uh, group chat, so I didn't really think too much of it. But like, um, no, like I, I don't know if you're familiar with Lil Dicky, the rapper. But he had a line about like him chatting with his friends, discussing if Lamarcus Aldridge should be an all star or not, type that thing. And th- this must have been three or four, five, six years ago, God. Um, and it was virtually like at that point, it kind of cemented the name in your head as a player type thing. But yeah, no, I think he's had his NBA career and he'll go on to do something. But who knows? I also, as you said, I don't necessarily think it's going to affect the Nets. Yeah, no, I think it's um, obviously it's sad when something like that happens, when retirement, it, it, the decision to retire is taken out of your hands. Yeah. And it looks like it's something that you've been dealing with for, for a while. So, and those heart, I'm sure all of us, well, I'm older, but you know, when your heart starts doing the madness, sometimes you're like, whoa. Wait, well, so what was the actual reason you retired that I'm not aware of? So he um, had an irregular heartbeat. Oh, well, okay. And um, he's had it. He was diagnosed with this syndrome. It's like an electrical, like, um, there's an issue There's an issue electrically in, with his heart, and it gives him a regular beat sometimes. And he had an issue when he first came into the league, and then he had an operation to sort it out, and then he had another issue, like, a few years back, and then he had another issue after the, um, the Lakers game. And I think... But for him, that was a point where he was just like, I don't want to risk this. I'm 36. It's not It's not worth the hassle. He's got two kids. So, yeah. Time to be a father. Exactly. And he's, he's made enough money. He's been paid out his contract. He's done enough basketball work, to be honest. That guy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, he has made his name and in the NBA history books. It's been around for like 15 years now. All NBA three, four times, all star player for a steady amount of games. He's done bits, man. My shout out to Marcus Aldridge. Obviously, became a bit more, let's say, outdated in his latter years, but obviously, like, what's Dan Stan, you know? Like, <laughs> great player on his day. Yeah, shame he didn't get a chance to show himself, you know, have like a last little dance during this playoff run, but. Yeah, I mean, you would have lost to the Lakers anyway. So, on the on his uh, on his teammate KD, KD was it's the KD segment. It's time it's for KD the segment. All things KD. Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. Well, he started the week going off against Shannon Sharp on uh, social media. Please give, yeah, please. I don't, I don't, I just saw the part where he was blocked. But what happened? Well, basically, like the internet doing internet stuff, someone retweeted like this old fake KD quote where he compared himself to LeBron and maybe insinuated that he was better. And uh, I think Shannon Sharp decided to jump on a What's his thing again on ESPN? I don't know, but the one skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. skip and decides to like bring it up and get into dig into KD a little bit on that. And obviously, KD, who's not really about this whole PR life, just jumps on Twitter and says, "Yo, suck your mother." Parts of me that wish KD was like like roadman, you know? He's just basketball roadman. He's just like, "Yo, what would you say?" <laughs> what'd you say but, I, 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 but if I didn't see that he blocks I didn't I didn't realize that that was why he blocks KD but if you're going to call KD out you know that he's not going to just he's not a LeBron he's not going to just be like well I'm going to let my actions do the talking no, you know he's going to come he's, at you idiot. KD's one of us bro Bannon thought yo he's going to be a, a grown man and come talk to me off camera on the phone or something like bro man no nah, man, KD tweets back. You know what I mean? It doesn't take long to send a tweet. <laughs> Trigger fingers, turn the Twitter fingers. <laughs> we don't play these games, bro. I'm gonna add Shannon Sharp to the long list of KD media body bags. That he's accrued because he's actually buried a lot of guys. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, it was only I, last week he got buried. By who? Michael Rappaport. Oh, he, didn't he didn't get, get uh, he didn't get buried. He didn't get oh, buried. Rap was done out here, bro. <laughs> yeah, KD didn't come out badly in that situation. <laughs> Michael Rappaport came out looking like a bitch. You see that video? Oh, I can't go out in public. People keep <laughs> people keep bringing up KD. Oh, I can't even sit with my family and go to bro, Red Lobster or whatever he goes to eat at. Yo, he needs a voice change there was too much. <laughs> If you watch the video, it literally sounds like that. It sounds like he's crying. It was. I do think that was a joke, but it was a bad joke. It was. You know, you know when someone says, "Oh, yeah, I was just joking," by the way, and everyone was just like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no <laughs> man, you took that to heart." <laughs> you were crying in the room when he started tweeting at you, and everyone started going at you, bro. But um, but yeah, KD media back. What else happened to KD this week? But he got in, so he got injured in the which game was it against the Heat? Yeah, that's so, just last night, right? I think he might be yeah. out for the season. No, that's what they were saying. All right, yeah. I mean, like uh, yeah, but... one to the list. Adam Silver, yeah, come on, coming for you. Bro. <laughs> so the actual stats on injuries, it's not um, they're not too different to most seasons. So I don't I, I don't know I haven't dug into details but the 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 NBA analyst guys have been doing all their bullshit and apparently it's not much different to to um to normal seasons. Is it a compressed season to regular season? So the injury the injury levels aren't as it's not it's, they're not but super irregular right now. Is it just potential that it's like affecting the named players and not the sixth men? I think it's also that they're all happening in one short space because of the compressed season. You see, yeah, so it feels like there's so it feels like it's like if it feels like every week, but maybe these were injuries that would have happened over a month period, a month period anyway. I don't know. It does feel it does feel like it's happening a lot. So, but okay. like, just for the last players we talked about, we talked about Steph Curry being out last season. We talked about Marcus Aldridge going for surgery at some point. Like every player that we've somehow mentioned, like KD, obviously right now, has been injured in the previous like, like couple of seasons. So yeah, I guess you are right. It could be due to the compressed season where it's more noticeable. There's more things happening at once. At the same time, there's less things happening. It's to be honest, I. A part of me, obviously, you want players to be fit, but a part of me feels like Adam Silver deserves it as well because you know that this, the way that this, the way they've built the season was to get as much money as possible. But then you have games like 
the Utah Utah Jazz against the Lakers, and none of their good players are playing. So nobody even cares to watch a game which would have had millions of fans. Now probably had a few hundred thousand because why would I go and watch Carl Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker against Jingles? It's My guy. So was it was it a good game? It's all right. But you're a Lakers fan, though, as well. So I'm a basketball fan. I'm a basketball fan as well. But I, when I was when I was looking at the options, the options. Even when I looked at Miami against Brooklyn, and I started watching it, I was just like, oh, no KD, no Jimmy buckets. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's actually kind of funny. You know, like how they usually like like promote the games. So you'd have like, oh, if it's like um, Lakers against the Jazz again, it'll be like LeBron James versus Donovan Mitchell or something. Yeah, you see all the advertisements, and it's like oh, Dennis Schroeder against. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one's coming to the stadium to watch Dennis Schroeder, man. <laughs> this isn't how you sell games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it might it might have bit him on the ass a little bit because the big games that we we're supposed to be watching, even Philly against the Nets, I'm sure they only had Kyrie that game. Didn't have Harden or Durant. Well, they had Durant for a short, a short period of time. So that should have been one of the biggest games of the season, but just turned into a bit of a meh. Yeah. Speaking of meh. <laughs> let's, see, let's see if we can navigate this one. Yeah, on, don't tell us. Meh. No, let's say Ben Simmons, Defensive Player of the Year, Charles. Oh. <laughs> you, to be fair, you said you you were pretty on board with it. A few yeah. weeks ago, you still on board? I'm still on board. You're not. What's the meh? What's the meh? It was. It was. I mean, it was, it's kind of meh because like people don't really people don't like Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons has also been coming out saying a lot recently about cough cough really go bear being trash. Has he uh, really yeah, specifically in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that part. I. I, I, if you say Ben Simmons is defensive player of the year, I wouldn't argue with you. I do think he's the best on-ball defender. I only lean towards Rudy Gobert because he's pretty much everything that the Jazz do defensively is predicated on Rudy Gobert. And you see teams pretty much change their tactics because they see Rudy Gobert at the basket. In saying that, I've seen Rudy Gobert get owned a few times this season. But I, I, I totally agree with you, Derek, on that point. So, so I would say go bigger. Yeah. But go bigger, go home. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But in saying that, if Simmons wins it, I, I, I he deserves it as well. He's, he, he's. I've seen him through defensive plays change games, like win matches from some of his steals, from him. He was the only person that actually bothered Damian Lillard. And he's six foot, what, six foot ten, six foot eleven? And he's Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. And he's causing problems for a small guard like Damian Damian Lillard, who's got handles for days. So if you said he was, I could agree with you as well. Well, it's kind of funny because like they always come out of these shouts and then have like a terrible game straight afterwards. So like it becomes really really difficult to push agenda. <laughs> Sometimes like yeah, I want to I want to say Ben Simmons, but then like Luca dropped like thirty five on him like the following game. I know. That's unfair though, Luca. No, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Some players <laughs> like if Steph drops thirty on you, you might have been playing amazing defense the whole game, and he can still hit thirty. It it doesn't matter with some players. And you, you've also got the big factor of the uh, refs. The refs get in your head whether. They call a bad foul or they call a fair foul that someone else doesn't call and that gets into your head. You pick up a couple quick ones or a couple early ones and then as a defensive player, you can't be so aggressive or you have to just switch out, don't get as many minutes. So I think it's like from an actual performance point of view, it's a mix of the defense, the offense and the officials that get to determine who could be a good defensive player on the day. That's a good point. Because yeah, I've seen Yanis sometimes, who I think is he's not deep, he's not defensive player of the year, but he's I would say a top ten defender in the in the league. And some games, if he has like one or two fouls, and then you just see his whole 
how he defends is completely changed. Yeah, so Bam, Bam had a bail yesterday. You don't want to go for the block. Like, did, 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 Kyrie, did Kyrie make Bam dance? No. Bam held Kyrie for like zero of eight shot. Zero of eight, bro. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And Bam hit the game winner, correct? Yeah, and he hit the game winner. But... Go on, Bam. Love Bam in it. That's defense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep coming back to that, but our defense is like really, really important when it comes to the postseason and the closer games, especially against the better teams. But he's the reason why the Heat got to the finals. Yeah, like, exactly. That whole team they locked in. Middle finger. Did you see that block that he did with his middle finger? He was great individually, but also the whole team fully bought into the whole like, you know, let's get let's grind. <laughs> like, I'll never forget that Jimmy Buckets photo of him like just like slumped over the mm. side. Like, that's that's iconic stuff. But you, I'm, but that, you were happy at that moment though, because that was against the Lakers, and that was after Jimmy Buckets had done everything in his oh. power. To to try his hardest to keep even, even when Jimmy Buckets looked tired, he was still doing, still doing mad stuff. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was so annoying. But yeah, speaking of the heat, hey. Wayne Wade buys Utah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> how how do you how do you feel about that, Nathan? From the party city to the Mormons, I rate it. I mean, it's. It's part of the um, growing trend of like former athletes buying teams as well, right? I mean, not buying or at least getting ownership stakes in teams. It's happened with um, Aaron as well, like the week before. Um, is it Anthony Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah, he also got a, an ownership stake in the uh, Timberwolves. But um, I like the move by Dwayne Wade. I think it's really, really, really soon, actually. I thought he'd probably wait <laughs> a bit until like, in, I don't know, but. If he's doing it now, then fuck it, do it now. Like, so got the opportunity. So apparently, he's been friends with this guy, the guy who just bought the jazz. He's been friends with him for a while, and mm. he, this. So the guy who bought the jazz, he's a tech billionaire, and he's been helping Dwayne Wade in terms of business, mm. um, not coaching, but advising him a bit. So as soon as he bought the jazz, he's been on Dwayne Wade's case. Like, I want you, I want you to come and help me here. So which is a good sign. And in Utah as well, which is we didn't didn't wasn't Utah the place where um, you had a Russell Westbrook um, Russell Westbrook beef with a fan? Like someone said, I think the I think a lady or a man said something racist. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 population of Mormon, nothing against Mormons, but Utah has the highest population of Mormons in the state, and Mormons also have arguably the most different type of thinking. With regards to electricity, to wives, to everything. Not that they're behind, they're just different. And of all places for something like that to happen does not surprise me. But I, I like I think it's a good it's a good move for, for them because they are seen as a very white uh very white uh like fran not franchise, but just city in general. So having black ownership is a good look for them, it's a good look for the league. It's a good look for everybody, and the more black and uh, minority owners that we can get in the league, the better. So big moves, big moves. Hopefully, it's not just Michael Jordan in in five years. Yeah, LeBron's also said he's interested in like going into ownership afterwards, and I think LeBron. yeah, it's always just a, a more yeah, LeBron. But no, as I'm saying, LeBron is now part owner of the Red Sox, Boston Red Sox. I believe also. Yeah. Like he said he also wants a basketball team as well. Yeah. And um and Liverpool owner of Liverpool as well. Yeah. yeah Liverpool. Got, like, state there as well. But yeah, but, um, is, just, he's a bit of an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and LeBron is a GM right now, right? I swear the Lakers uh, roster is pretty much clutch sports. He's, I mean he's that's been his GMing. general situation in the league, isn't it? Like yeah. the team is on his his team. Exactly. So um, he's been doing the GM job for a few years now. So I'm not sure he wants to be a GM, man. But he can go in the, if you're the only one. LeBron retires from basketball. <laughs> anything he's wasting his time. Like what he is doing now is cementing his money to make more money so that he doesn't have to do shit when he's not performing. You know, that's actually what investing is putting money in a location where it's just going to like grow with time. And that's all. That's just money management at this level. 
But again, a lot of big paychecks might as well put it together and put it forward. Yeah, I don't like deal with Nike. He'll be doing shit with Nike until he dies. It's true. LeBron's will never reach like Jordan. Though, but, um, no, one hundred percent not. <laughs> but it's, I, mean, it's I, I argue on that point and say LeBron's a better performance basketball shooter than any Jordan of the retros, anyway. Oh, I think play basketball in retros. You can't. <laughs> oh, Breaking an ankle, fucking shut. There's a toe. So I feel a little bit of a segue coming up because Jeez. we're just talking about some originals or some some basketball attire. To be fair, these these ain't basketball attire, but the Yeezys originals selling for a ridiculous or on sale for a ridiculous price. Nathan so, Wale, you can give us a little bit more of an insight. Yeah, so basically, um, to all those um, kind of all our sneakerheads heads out there, shout out to you, man. Um, Sotheby's recently announced that they were going to put up for sale the original Yeezys, like the the Model Zero, the first Yeezys. They're going to put them up. It's the Nike Nike Yeezy, I think. It's Nike Yeezys, yeah. yeah. So pre-Adidas, and um, these were like worn once by Kanye at the Grammys before Nike took them back, <laughs> and. Um, literally one of one and i think they are predicted to go for over like north of a million dollars and for comparison um i think the record sell right now is the game on jordan retro ones signed and worn by michael jordan and they went for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars memory says what what year were the game worn i can't remember it's his first season though okay what was his first season? Derek Hill, the old head I, I don't know. I feel like it's old head. Yes, yes. Let me just look for my. Let me just look for my book of photos of when I. I think it was like eighty eight or eighty nine. It also won't be the first season because the first season he didn't play in uh, Air Jordan ones. He played in uh, the I think they're called Air Flights or something. They also got retros last year. Came in a white colorway and a black and a red colorway. The band. So it's from 89 or 90, pretty much. I think his first season was 88. With both shoes, both shoes are notorious for if you don't wear them for a period of time or even if they're old after a period of years, the soles crack, the air bubble burst. So it's literally a shoe that you're buying now to admire. You're not buying it to wear it. You're not buying it to flex. Like the Yeezys are notorious for the sole coming away from the upper of the shoe. The Jordan's the same. The yellowing of the soul. No, no one is buying these Yeezys to wear. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, a strange yeah. investment, given that DJ Khaled or Lil Yachty to flex on them one time. Uh, not even, bro. These are like these mean a lot for for sneaker culture in general, in my opinion. And that's why they're going for so much. I mean, apart from that, they're also like one of one. They're like the first Yeezy. Like the Yeezy did a lot for sneakers and that whole kind of culture around it. Like. This is a proper investment. <laughs> like if you if you think about Kanye and where he is in terms of a cultural icon, and in 20, 30 years' time, how people are gonna view him. Like imagine you had if you imagine if you had Michael Jackson's shoe that he wore the glove. To, if you had the glove. glove that he wore to the glove. Like, <laughs> so it's it's an investment. It's a great investment. I, I, ironic or not ironically, don't know what, but um, I would rather have the game more in Jordan than the Yeezy. Mm. Why? Like looking at my shoes in front, well, over there, like just now. As I say, I was kicking about in a pair of like Calabasas today. That's the kind of Stan Smith looking Yeezy. However, for a history point of view, from a basketball heritage point of view, all that type of thing. Plus the shoes that I like, Jordan 1s, for example, Jordan 6s, they relate more to me as a person. Plus, I think it's a better silhouette. The Jordan, or the Yeezy 1, the Nike Yeezy 1 is chunky shoe. Not not worth it. Fair enough. I mean, that's down to taste. But I agree. Like, it's fairly, it's, it's relatively easier to get a pair of Game 1 signed Jordan 1s compared to the one of one Yeezys that Kanye couldn't even keep. But 
does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they took it off him after the Grammys. This is probably why he left Nike. <laughs> it was Nike were like, "Yo, send those shoes back." I mean, it happens, but like obviously you can't. Yeah, it obviously contributes to further discussions down the line. <laughs> like you took those shoes back. Cool. I'm going to I've also got a cool shoe story that belongs to someone that I'll tell you after the podcast. Cool. He's, he stole someone's shoes, but we'll come back to that. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Should we talk about Jake Paul? Or... Let's, let's, let's wrap up on Jake Paul. Hey, the man with the iron chin knows how the floor feels. So Wait, who did he, but who did he fight? So, if it, so Ben Askren was an MMA fighter who I think he holds Olympic bronze or something for wrestling. He then went up through something that was not the UFC and virtually held his weight class in that. So he was the top of his game in like MMA for a period of time. When was he this? Traded. He was the first ever trade between the UFC and this other one that he was already ahead of. Had a couple fights in the UFC. And then... He is most notably famous for being the quickest knockout ever in the UFC. Guy called Jorge Masvidal came and kneed him in the face, I think 3.8 or something seconds into the fight. Literally, Bell went, knocked him the fuck out. Regardless, he got his name from that. One thing led to another to the point where Jake Paul, who I would say the YouTuber, but I'm now going to say the boxer, um, who's also fought Nate Robinson, most notably, knocked him the fuck out as long as other YouTubers. Um, called him out and they managed to get a boxing fight organized. And once again, first round, Jake Paul gave him a ring. I remember that knockout. That was, he was chatting shit to Jorge Masvidal. And Jorge Masvidal literally came in the ring oh, and kneed him in the face. And that was it. Oh, okay, right, cool. I don't rate this fight at all. And I don't know why Jake Paul keeps doing this. Why can't he box with actual boxers? <laughs> up to this point he has boxed what two or three youtubers so there at that point it was like an even ground we're not boxers we're youtubers we're creating content he then went okay do you know what i'm an athlete i'm gonna fight another athlete let's get nate robinson involved okay nate robinson's got no boxing experience i've got a couple of shitty fights whatever boom now i think he can cement himself as a boxer do you know who he's called out now tyson fury's brother why no. is he cementing himself as it was? Yo, have you have you seen this this Ascom brother? Yeah, but but Yo, he looks like a substitute teacher, bro. Did you know? So <laughs> 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 he literally pulled him out of class. Yo, get that tie off. <laughs> no, but you should have heard the commentary. Snoop Dogg was calling man a milk carton. Snoop needs to get to get a uh, commentary job because he is amazing. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, this boy needs to come out of the 1920s and learn how to actually fight. Like, oh, he was going in. But no, Jake Paul called out Nate Diaz. Which, oh, that'll be a mad one. Yeah, fight Nate Diaz. I want to see him die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need Jake Paul to fight someone bigger and stronger than him. He's, playing, he's, been, he's been boxing for a while. And um, yeah, let's see that. Cause he's just picking on guys. The first guy he fought was Deji. What kind of... <laughs> But yeah, that's because I was fighting Logan. The two big brothers were fighting each other, the two little brothers. It made sense for the content at that stage. At that stage, it wasn't boxing, it was content, you know? Man, I'm sorry, yeah. I'll always say, until Jake fights somebody of any seriousness, so if, if he fights Tyson Fury's brother, or if he fights Nate... Um, it's a boxer, mm -hmm. someone who boxes. Right. If you just fight someone, until then, to me, and these rebels. guys are like these guys are, are sullying the um, the bot. Like boxing is 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 getting. I don't know if ruined is the right word, but it's different. No, it's getting revived. But through that's not getting revived because boxing was dead. Other than your big names, Anthony Joshua, whatnot, no one really watched any boxing matches. No. Guys are getting an opportunity on this undercard that's getting fucking millions and millions of views, getting repeated on YouTube, whatever. You know, no one, how many clicks does a, like, replays does a boxing fight actually get, you know? There's so much traction now. We're talking about it. Like, there was also... Up until a certain point, right? Like, so... 
firstly, people aren't watching the boxing. Fair enough. Okay, people aren't watching the boxing for the boxing. They're watching it because they want to see one of their favorite people in a ring potentially knock someone out or be knocked out. But that to me is exhibition stuff. That That's to me boxing. is not boxing is not exhibition. <laughs> like boxing is a actual real sport which takes a lot and i'm not saying jake the jake paul doesn't actually put any effort i've seen him he's, box. he's actually he's actually a good boxer okay. but him having these little these little fights I, I i don't really i don't really buy he needs to go and have a proper fight, Do What's the end have a proper fight. he's just making yes. money he just wants to make money which is i mean if it's just money then it's not good for boxing because none of these guys <sighs> reminds me of um Remember that sport like 10 years ago, 15 years, 20 years ago, probably not. Slam ball. Yeah, yeah oh, that was it, bro. I wanted to play that shit. It looks sick to watch, innit? You're like, oh, this looks fun. This is entertaining, blah, blah, blah. It's not real basketball. It's not really NFL, but it's, it's, it's cool to watch. And there's trampolines. But yeah, you know what? It really died off. Because they're not actual athletes. <laughs> None of those guys were good enough to play like actual basketball or actually go and play American football. It's just like random like cast-offs. And this is what is going to happen with like this social media version of boxing, if you ask me. Like really, Jake was still learning how to box on the fly and he's just taken it out on like middle-aged men. And, well, <laughs> interesting, and this can kind of be an ending point. Is So Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren was last week. And I don't know if it's scheduled yet, but Logan Paul, Jake Paul's brother, is fighting Floyd Mayweather. That to me, I think it's a it's still an exhibition, but that to me is a fight worth watching because you're watching two people who've got boxing skill trying to. I don't know if Jake, if uh, Logan Paul or whichever Paul it is, if he has a decent level of skill, but you're watching a boxing game, boxing match. The other I've stuff where we saw Conor McGregor go fight him already, didn't we? I've seen I've seen Floyd Mayweather fight Big Show. <laughs> it's an exhibition. At the end of the day, these guys, they're, they're, they're being very blatant about the fact that they're there to make money. Oh, and, and there's no care about being the best in the world or winning a title. It's how do we create a package which we can sell to people to make as much money as possible? Fair enough, but I, I, I do think it does do some damage to, to the sport of boxing a bit. Sure. What we need is for these guys to man up and put my guy Logan Paul in the ring with Anthony Joshua. <laughs> That's what we need. That's what we want to see. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to take the same risks as either. There are the You could get the same weight class. Yo, for, I'd I'd pay to watch that. Of course, yo, I'd pay. I'll be front row. Yo, I'll fly out. <laughs> right, I would put. I'd invest a lot in that fight. But until that happens, then like, I can't take it serious. Like I'm also, I was fighting Deddy two years ago. Look up, Deji. <laughs> Sounds like your little brother, bro. So, should we wrap up at that point then? Well, thanks, guys. Always a fun chat. Hope everyone enjoyed whatever we were talking about. It did turn into. <laughs> it did take so, we'll a few left but, man, but yeah, man, this is life. This is real life. It's real shit. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, DMP out, man. Safe.